question from Julia. And the question is, I'm very interested in your opinion or some thoughts about the topic that I'm struggling to rebuilding and maintaining relationships to people and especially family members and friends who have been witnessing abuse or injustices of any kind to someone and never did anything to help. Even worse, they deny it or would downplay it and say it would be none of their business and still hold on to this attitude in order to keep like hypocritical peace. I like that's a good way of putting it because basically that's what it is. Um, now I've experienced both sides being the victim and being a witness. And it would be, you know, what would your idea and approach to these entangled relationships or deal with this topic in general be? So firstly, I have a very strict value and policy of what kind of people I allow in my life in terms of friends and family. And just because someone is genetically connected to you doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be healthy for you. And in my opinion, I've had friends that's been better, you know, more support and loyal to me than what family members have been. Just because of the lack of capacity for family members to actually be present, to be there. And people who are so numb and so blind to abuse and not wanting to be involved with it, or not necessarily that they probably should, but this is a, this is a challenging situation. I can fully understand your confusion and your frustration with that. But let's start with the first point. Okay, so let's start with the fact that people are, they're putting a blind eye to it. They're not doing anything. They're not reacting. They're not supporting. They're not, there's just nothing there. In most cases, when a person witnesses abuse, it can, two things can happen. It can trigger their memories of abuse and they cope with the abuse that they witnessed the same way that they did in their childhood. And that was disassociating and numbing themselves from it. It's actually a coping mechanism. It's not necessarily that they're blind to it. It's not that they don't want to deal with it. It's actually that they haven't built the confidence and the resilience to competently cope and deal with a situation of this magnitude. Because what they're feeling is that I couldn't help myself when I was in a situation like that. And now witnessing it is reminding me of how unresourceful and powerless and incompetent and numb and scared I felt in that moment. So when someone witnesses that abuse, it actually reverts and takes them back to the way that they felt in that moment of abuse themselves, which means that it reverts them back to the same state of mind, which clearly in this case, 100% clear, was an unresourceful state of mind, not resilient. They didn't have the support or the emotional resources or competence to successfully overcome the traumatic situation. And so... They move back to a state of powerlessness and helplessness. And that state that's biochemically being triggered in the subconscious mind is so strong that they generally feel that sense of helplessness. They generally feel that feeling and sense of unresourcefulness. Now, some people do have the awareness and the emotional strength to make it through and to heal from that. And then to start to become aware of, wow, I'm now a witness to something that's not supposed to happen. This is not okay. And, you know, in that case, 
having that awareness already helps because they recognize that something is wrong with it. Whereas the person who completely goes numb, completely shuts down, they don't even have that awareness to realize that something is wrong. They don't have that, that switch that flips. And so they become stuck in that state of numbness. They haven't transitioned or healed enough to move into the place and state of, wow, this is not okay. And it's not okay. Okay, it doesn't feel good. That means I need to take action. But the action, that next step is missing for them. Because they never knew what that next step would, should have been or what it should feel like. Am I going to be supported if I walk into that step? Am I going to be abandoned? Am I going to be rejected? Because normally what happens, these people, once they've experienced abuse and they move on with their life, and they start to build relationships and dynamics, they hold on to these relationships and dynamics so tightly because they've learned how to build and find their way of safety within these dynamics. That they don't want to do or say anything to rattle the boat. Because they don't want to lose this connection, this attachment that they have built and created in their life. That finally gives them a sense of safety. Even though it's not real safety, but at least to them it's enough to give them a sense of stability and safety. And that need for it could have been so deep, so dire, that when they finally have it, they overcompensate by holding on to it so strong that they're willing to watch and see someone else fall for the sake of not rocking their own boat. Because perhaps they don't have the capacity or the confidence to go through that again. Now, the second aspect, why someone can just do that, you know, do the, do the blind eye, is I would highly recommend to read the book, The Sociopath Next Door. Because this will actually help you to understand, I'm not saying people who, who um, you know, put a blind eye to abuse that they're sociopaths, I'm not saying that. But the concept of the victim mentality is explained extremely well in there. And that's what I would like you to look at and to focus on. Um, that sometimes when a person, especially if the person hasn't been actually abused and there's no real trigger, what could also happen is that when a person behaves in a way that is so out of character of what is normal, people actually have a hard time to accept that. It's like, oh no, that didn't just happen. We don't behave like that. Humans don't do that. No. That's called denial. That is called denial. Not wanting to accept that something in your environment could be so brutal, could be so inhumane, could be so disgusting, and needing to put a blind eye to that because they don't want to accept that into their reality because the reality is so great, it's so calm, they don't want it to be rocked in any way, shape or form. They don't want it. And it's not because they're being selfish. It's just that the situation that they witness is calling them into such a state of distress that they don't know how to cope with it. They don't even know how they would deal with it. Let alone having to accept the fact that there's someone in their life behaving in such an unjustful way. They don't want to accept the reality that someone that they've looked at as being a certain way can turn into an abuser. They don't want to accept that. Because if they accept that, then it means that their judgment of that person would be wrong, making them wrong triggering a fear of can I trust myself or not 
can I really truly trust judgments that I've created? Because if that starts to ripple and they start to realize that, well, shit, my, my judgment about that person was wrong, it's going to ripple out into other aspects of their life. And it's not just going to cause them to question the person that they thought was nice, but it's going to cause them to question everything else that they made a judgment about. And this happens very subtle. It's a very subconscious process, but one that is so deep, so deep, that they're willing to stay in a state of denial. It is an unwillingness to accept that things can be outside of a paradigm of what you are used to. And that means that this person is so stuck in their reality and, and have such an attachment to their reality being the way that they want it to be because of the emotional benefit that they have from it, that they're willing to overlook this. So I do hope that that helps. I do hope that that, you know, sheds a lot of light there for you. And, and, and I'm very proud of you actually for even admitting, for saying that, you know, I've experienced both sides, you know, I've been the witness and I've been the victim. In my, in, in your case, well done to you for recognizing that you have been a witness to that. And yes, it depends on the situation and the circumstances. God, you know, how, how, how far do you, do you get involved? How much do you say? How much do you go into a situation where you judge? Is my abuse issues being triggered by someone behaving a certain way that normally wouldn't trigger a person who didn't have an abusive history as well? That is also a big question to ask. Very, very big question to ask because your radar, your sensitivity for observing abuse or something that could be remotely harmful or distressing to someone could feel like a sledgehammer onto your chest because you can feel that, you can resonate with that because you have that wound to connect to that. But it begs the question, someone who didn't experience the same abuse, would they also perhaps perceive that as being abusive? So keep in mind, bear in mind that it's also a matter of perspective because your perspective is greatly influenced, so greatly influenced by your past and how you felt, how you survived it, how you made through it, coping mechanisms that you built around certain trauma and stress points that you also had. So keep in mind that what you filter in is also based on your history. So always have discernment with that. Always ask yourself the question. And I can hear from, you know, connecting with you that you have that discernment. You're sharp. You'll get it. You understand exactly what I'm saying. So I highly recommend that you have a look at that, observe that, see how that feels for you, see how that fits in with you. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the loud person. I always have been as a child. You know, if I see something that I feel is just absolutely morally wrong, that would even by law be classified as it's a no-no, I, I have the 100% capacity to speak up. I'm the one that will go rah-rah-rah in the background. I'll be like the mom or the friend or the one going, that's not okay. And I have done that. And I have even people who would, you know, behave to me in ways that was completely unacceptable, I will put them in their place on the spot, on the spot. So it's really a matter of 
being mindful that when you are in a situation like that, that your pain doesn't pour over into the situation with aggression and trying to, and actually not trying to, sorry, that's not what I meant, not making it worse. So the more you can go into a situation that needs to be corrected from a place of neutralness and from a place of trying to find a solution rather than attacking and abusing back by lowering yourself to the match to match the abuser, you've just dropped to their level. So it's very important to keep a clear-headed mind when you are in a situation like this where you are witnessing something. And, the mo and what I like to do is to in that moment is to immediately think, this is not about me. This is not about what I want, but it is about speaking up for someone that doesn't have a voice at that moment in time to correct a situation that is completely out of their control. So I do hope that that helps guys, but, and, and Julia, thank you so much for this amazing question. What a great question. And I do hope that so many of you also benefit from this and please keep asking questions because I'm so happy to answer it and to guide and support wherever I can. It's absolutely my way of just giving to you and just being of service. So thank you so much for joining me here. And until next time, be the light that you are. Hi guys, thank you for joining me. And remember to grab your copy of Metaphysical Anatomy on Amazon, 679 medical ailments. And I also wrote about the psychosomatic root causes of that. And I'm spoiling it because I even add a key point for you to start looking at important questions that you can ask yourself to start improving your quality of life. And also remember to catch me on Instagram, Yvette Rose, one with the digit one, and Metaphysical Anatomy on our Facebook fan page. Bye guys.